Well, hello, everyone. God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson, and welcome to our Wednesday night live broadcast. Um, the chat room is open, so if uh, you want to just let us know where you're watching from, um, we'd love to know that. And if you have any prayer requests, something that we can pray for you live on air about, um, we'd love to do that as well. Or if you'd like to chime in on our discussion of the scriptures tonight, uh, we'd also love to have you do that. So we try to stay within the context. I'm not the Bible answer man. I don't go off on a bunch of different topics, but anything that we can help you with that uh, helps you to grow in your knowledge of the Lord um, as Lord and grow in the grace and in the knowledge of him. We'd love to help you do that as well. So yeah, please comment. Feel free to do so. Tonight, I'm going to just be reading from the New Testament book of Colossians. So if you're in a position where you can do so, go ahead and grab a Bible and follow along with me as I read the scriptures. Now, Wednesday night like this is just very casual. I um, have not even prepared any notes for what I'm about to read. Colossians chapter 2 was something that I picked up earlier today and just started reading in Colossians chapter 2. And then I decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to read through that tonight and uh, see what the Lord has to speak to us. And look, that's the important thing. As we do this, anytime that you read the Bible, uh, the most important thing is what the Lord has to say to you, what the Lord speaks within you. And that's why I really encourage you to read the Word of God for yourself and to study the Word of God, the Bible. And that's why I read it like this and just kind of let the Word of God speak for itself. Now, saying that, I'm going to speak as well as I'm going through it, I'm sure, um, as the Lord leads me to do so. But uh, yeah, I just really want to encourage you in that to read the Bible, make it a habit in your life. Now, sometimes people get down on themselves. I heard people say, oh, I didn't read my Bible today or I didn't read my Bible at all this week, whatever. This is not, this is not no heavy burden that I'm trying to lay on you, nor does God lay that burden on you. He wants you to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. But in God's care for you, the scripture says that we love him because he first loved us. So in our love for the Lord, we want to hear from the Lord. We want to uh, walk in obedience to the commands of the Lord and understand his purpose and his will for our lives. So and the only way that I have found to do that is by reading the scriptures or hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And guess what? It's faith that pleases God. Okay? That's how God wants us to walk, by faith and not by sight. So how do you strengthen your faith? You strengthen your faith through reading the word of God. So again, that's all I'm going to do tonight is read the Bible and kind of comment as I go. But like I said, I'd love to have you chime in if you'd like or ask questions about what we're reading. That'd be great. I want to say hello to Isaac from Oregon who's watching. He said he'll be back a little bit later. He said he's going to be late, but he said he'll be back. So he's probably not on with us at the moment. Um, if you hear that buzzard going off in the background, that's my wife's. Uh, it's not my wife. It's the dryer. <laughs> She's running the dryer and 
the alarms. Is that going to keep going off? <laughs> okay. And Becky is watching and Kevin is watching. Uh, they said they're back home in the Berg. That would be Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Hope you had a great trip. I know you went further down south there and towards some battlefields and went on down to Florida. Hope everything went well for you there. Welcome back to Gettysburg, even though I'm not there. But anyway, Colossians. Hi, Dave. Pam says hi from Williamsburg, Virginia, the other Berg. Um, so hello, Pam. Thanks for joining us tonight. So yeah, jump, jump open up your Bibles. Um, Colossians chapter 2 in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. Easy to miss, small book. Um, and like just right in vain with what I was saying earlier in encouraging you to read the word of God for yourself. Um, this is a small epistle, small letter, small book, whatever you want to call it, and something you can easily read in a very short time. And uh, you might find it odd, but I'm jumping just on into chapter two, just because, like I said, it's what I was reading earlier today. And I'm going to try to make my way through chapter two and three, but we'll see how it goes. So, yes, uh, Colossians chapter two, verse one. For what I want to know, for, excuse me, Paul, the apostle Paul says, for I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Now, remember, this is the Apostle Paul writing, and he's writing to these churches. And here he's writing to the church in Colossae. So it's called the book of Colossians because these are the believers, the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. These are the believers in Jesus Christ, the followers of Jesus Christ. They were, this is the body of Christ. That's what the Bible speaks of when it speaks of a church. It's not speaking of any certain religion or any denomination or anything like that. It's speaking of those that are believers and followers of Jesus Christ. So Paul's now reaching out to them and saying, hey, there's there's some of you haven't seen, even seen my face in the flesh, or maybe they haven't seen him for a long time. Um, but he's reaching out and he says he had a great conflict I have for you, for those in Laodicea, as for many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. So look, here's another reason as I read this, that it's important for us to understand that we need to read the word of God. This is the Apostle Paul chosen directly by the Lord. You can read that story. If you go back and read in Acts chapter eight, chapter nine in that area, you can see the conversion of this man named Saul, uh, who we know of as the Apostle Paul and how the Lord called him directly. And he was going about establishing churches and um, encouraging them in the faith. And here we have his writings all these years later that we may come to the riches of the full assurance of the knowledge of the mystery of God, both the Father and Jesus Christ. This is why we read the Bible. This is why we study the Bible. So we can understand our maker and understand his will for our lives, his purpose within our lives, right? 
And he says, speaking of Christ, he says, in whom, in verse three, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Think about that. What an awesome statement that is that the Apostle Paul makes there. Do you ever feel like you lack wisdom in life? You know, God said, the scripture says that you can ask God and he'll freely give you wisdom, that he does not upbraid it, it says. In other words, he doesn't hold it back from us. But but the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. That's what the proverb says. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So in other words, it starts with the knowledge of the Lord. And that's what the apostle Paul's talking about here, this treasure of the knowledge of the Lord, knowing the Lord and being established in the Lord and rooted and grounded in him. And as Jesus said, he likens that person that you know builds their life upon his word, obeys his commands. It's like they're building upon a rock. It's a firm foundation. So when you, if you lack wisdom in your life, and you know, I have found in my life that there are, on a daily basis, sometimes I'm lacking wisdom as to what to do in a certain situation or when certain circumstances come up or how to speak to somebody or somebody approaches me with a question or this, that, or the other thing as a pastor, you know, I'm always calling out to the Lord to say, Lord, give me wisdom on how I can help this person or do this or that or complete this task, whatever the case may be, we can call out to the Lord for wisdom, but we got to understand that all of this wisdom, as it says here, is hidden in Jesus, in the knowledge of him, coming to him, coming to him by faith. Now he says in verse four, now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. There are a lot of people out there that are, wordsmiths, right? They're just very good with persuasive words, very clever. And many of these people are in the pulpits in America and they're persuading people with false doctrines and things like that. But Paul's saying, hey, look to Christ. This is where the answer is. This is where the knowledge of and the wisdom, the treasure of wisdom and knowledge is, it's all wrapped up into Jesus. And he's pointing these folks back to Jesus. And he's telling them this because, you know, it's easy if you make the mistake of trusting in a man or listening to a pastor or a teacher who's not pointing you to the word of God and you just listen to what they say and you don't check it, well, you might find yourself deceived, okay? So he says, for though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He's saying, you're not seeing my face now. I'm not seeing you, but uh, I'm with you in spirit. And I'm rejoicing in the fact that you're growing in the Lord, that you're growing in the knowledge of the Lord, that you have faith in him. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. In other words, you've heard the gospel, you can read the word of God yourself. You can see what Jesus is all about. You can have this treasure of the knowledge of him. But when you do, guess what? Now you're accountable. You're gonna be held accountable to walk in this way. We've gotta walk in the ways of Christ, actually live out the life, not just make it a religion. Jesus isn't just a part of your life. He is your life. You die to yourself, you take up the cross, you follow after him. He is your master and your Lord. And verse seven says, rooted and built up in him. 
and established in the faith. So he's talking about something like a firm foundation, like I mentioned earlier. As you have been a, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So we're to be people of with thankful hearts given thanks to the Lord. He says, beware in verse eight, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Now listen to this. It says, what? According to the tradition of men. I'll pause right there. According to the tradition of men. There are many people that have established through religion and their own, you know, philosophical ideas and such they've established their own traditions and they want to get everyone else to follow along with them but again paul's saying no be rooted and grounded in christ okay again where do we find the information that we need about christ right here in the bible it also says so beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to basic principles of the world. Think about that, right? Basic principles of the world, right? In other words, there's a way, the proverb says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. In other words, if we live just with the flow of the world and the way everyone else is going, it's just like listening, like I was talking about listening to some pastor in a pulpit without checking to see what they're teaching you, without going to the scripture yourself, You know, same thing with the ways of the world. You can't just follow along with the basic principles of the world. What if they're wrong? What, where has it gotten you so far, right? You need to go back and say, you know what I need? I need that wisdom and that knowledge, that treasure that is found in Jesus Christ, right? And this verse ends there. Verse eight says, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Here we go again. That's what Paul's doing, pointing them back, pointing you and me back to where true knowledge and wisdom is. For it says, for in him that is in Jesus, right, Christ, right, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It says, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all about Jesus, right? The word, John chapter one, you can read it. The word in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God, right? And then it goes on and says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God in the flesh, Jesus, all the full head of the Godhead is in Jesus. And it says, and you are complete in him, complete in him. Do you ever want to be, feel like you, you're just lacking in life or you're floundering around or you're being tossed to and fro. Maybe for many years, this has been the case in your life. You don't feel like you're rooted and grounded in anything. You don't have that firm foundation of, you know, a solid life. Well, you can be complete in Christ. It says he's the head of all principality and power. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It says in him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So now this whole circumcision, he's talking about something different here, not a physical fleshly circumcision, right? He's talking about a circumcision of the heart where your heart is changed. And you say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put off this sin 
that I've been carrying around my whole life and everything that I've been doing in my whole life, basing it on my own wisdom, basing my life on the world's wisdom and the world's knowledge, or maybe the traditions of men like we read. Got a gnat flying in my face here. But he says, we need to put that away. There's something that happens in your heart when you come to Christ. And then it tells you here in verse 12, buried with him in baptism, which probably about a month and a half ago, we talked about on a Wednesday night, right? So the baptism is that symbolism, right? Saying, yeah, I'm, I'm giving my life to Christ and I'm letting the world know, I'm letting everyone else know. He says, in which you were also raised with him through faith. So baptism is symbolic of you go under. This is the old you going away and it's a new person in Christ being risen, right? It says, buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. So that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives. Forgive us. He loves us. He laid down his life for us. And we can come to him and we can die to ourselves and we can begin to follow him. And it says in verse 14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, right? Which was contrary to us and has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So there was the commandments, right? The the law, if you will, right? We still, of course, can go by the 10 commandments because they're good and they're pure. They're just good things to live by, right? But all the other 600 and some laws that were written that the Jews weren't able to keep, no one was able to keep them all, right? But they were initially given to the children of Israel, but that's done away with. Now it's all about faith in Jesus Christ. We still benefit from the law. There's much to learn from the law. And I really encourage you to read the Old Testament and learn from it, right? But our lives now are to be rooted and grounded and based in Jesus Christ, right? He says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it, right? So he rose from the dead and now he ever lives. Right, So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, right? We all know people like this, right? That want to argue over days, holidays or different things like that. And, you know, I kind of, I just don't go there with people. I don't go there with people. I'm, I'm all about preaching Christ and him crucified. I'm all about preaching living for Jesus and, and surrendering your life to him and, and knowing this new, you know, eternal life that is within you, that is based on love and peace and joy. It's not about arguing with people and fighting with people over what days they commemorate or, or don't commemorate or whatever, whatever the case may be. It, you know, so talking about all these things here, as Paul writes this, he says, those things were a shadow of the things to come, but the substance, in other words, the real deal is Christ. This is what it's about now. Let me pause real quick here and look at the comments. Um, Jay, hey, hello. Watch, thanks for watching. Watching. Gwen, good to see you here. And Isaac, 
just reading here. All right, I don't think Isaac's staying with us. He's just letting me know he's got other things to do. But um, say hello to everyone, Isaac, and thanks for being here. Uh, I guess you're packing up still with your move. So anyway, verse 18 goes on to say, let no one cheat you of your reward. Take, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up with his fleshly mind. Again, we'll run into people like that, right? That are, it's just, they're vainly puffed up with their fleshly mind. They just want to argue. They just want to cheat you out of the joy that's in Jesus, the treasure of, of wisdom that's in Jesus that you can have. It says, and not holding fast to the head, verse 19. See that capital H, head there. That's speaking of Jesus. He is the head of the body. And it says, from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. So do you see that? There is an increase that comes from God for your life. Jesus is the head. We submit to him as our Lord. We have that treasure of that knowledge of and that wisdom that comes from knowing Jesus. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And then there's increase in our lives. Things get better, that is. There's growth. There's maturity, right? Things happen that just cause us to live a daily life in a different way. Like I said, with love and peace and joy, and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and meekness. These are the, this is what I just quoted with the fruit of the spirit, right? From the scriptures. And that's how the Lord, that's what the Lord gives us. It's not about, it's not, it's, it's not about some religion. It's not about fussing and fighting over this or that, you know, certain days and things like that. But it says in verse 20, therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, now there's an if right there, right? Verse 20, therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, in other words, all right, I'm not living in accordance with the world anymore. I'm dead to that. I'm now living with, in God's principles that I find in the word of God, that I find in that knowledge of knowing Jesus, right? He says, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and the doctrines of men. So he, again, he's going back to these people and saying, look, don't get caught up in this. Don't let these people cheat you thinking you can't eat this. You can't do that. You can't, you know, you should have this on this day. You should do this on that day, right? No, let the Spirit of the Lord lead you. Just come to faith in Jesus and follow Him and learn of His ways and grow in Him. And verse 23, Paul acknowledges, he says, these things indeed have an appearance of wisdom. In other words, you can look at it from the outside and say, well, they seem to know something, right? But it says in self-imposed religion, false humility, the neglect of the body, but are not of any value against the indulgence of the flesh. In other words, there's, there's sin that we have to battle against in this life, right? But taking up religion doesn't change it, doesn't make you right in the sight of God. 
No, coming to Christ does. Coming to faith in Jesus who took away our sin, right? On the cross and we trust in him. I'll go back, I'll quote again to you. You've probably heard me quote this a lot. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, it says. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. It's Christ that lives in me. So we're dead to ourselves and we allow Christ to be our lives, okay? And then, and all that simply means is now, the, again, the fruit of the Spirit, all those things I named are coming out of us and we're starting to live in a different way. Yes, we stumble. Yes, we trip up because we're still in this skin. We're still here in this body. We do make mistakes, but where is your focus? Do you have your eyes fixed on Jesus? If then, I'm going to go right on into verse or chapter three here, verse one, if you then were raised with Christ. So in other words, there's another if, right? There's another if right there, excuse me, right? Let me go back. What was the other if that I read? Um, therefore, verse 20, if you died with Christ, right? And then in verse one of chapter three, if then you were raised with Christ. So we see the dying and then we see the rising again like he talked about in baptism, it's an example or, you know, a symbol, symbolic of that, right? He says, if you then were raised with Christ, then what should we do? Verse one says, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, he's sitting at the right hand of God. So we turn our eyes to the Lord and it doesn't become about the basic principles of this world anymore. It doesn't become about our traditions and, and all of that anymore. It becomes about, our life becomes all about Jesus, right? Set your mind, he says in verse two, on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Then what? Verse four, when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So that day is coming for us, right? The day is coming when Christ will appear. One way or another, we're going to be absent from this body. Maybe Christ doesn't come in my lifetime, but I'm going to die and I'm going to be absent from this body. This body is going to die. And I'm going to be ever with Christ and you will too if you've placed your faith in him if you've died with him and if you've risen with him you know so that you're trusting in him you're you know you're setting your mind not on the things of this world and you're seeking those things which are above this is the person that has been born again right verse 5 therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. So, so Paul's telling them, look, you got to get rid of this stuff in your life. You know, the filthy way you live. That, the way that you live that's not pleasing to God. And Christ, by his spirit, when you've surrendered to him, when you've absolutely surrendered to him, he'll come into you and make you that new creation where the old things pass away and you'll go through a, a growing process and you desire the sincere milk of the word. You read the word and you grow thereby. And then as you grow, you mature in the word 
and then you move on to the meat of the word and you, you learn more and more, right? But it starts with putting away these things, fornication, right? Uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. It says in verse six, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. So look, if you don't want to be one of those sons of disobedience, that's disobedient to God, then you need to be obedient to God and be obedient to the word of God and live your life in accordance with it. But look at verse seven, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. And I can raise my hand and tell you that was me, right? I once lived in the basic principles of the world, not caring about anything. I was disobedient to God. You know, we all once lived there, right? That's why we must be born again. We must come to that place where we turn we repent, right? But now you yourselves are to put off these things, right? Anger and wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So there's a, a new man that you've got to get to, that new person, right? Don't, when we talk about man, we're talking about man, we're talking about who you are, the internal you here, right? So whether you're male or female, right? You can come to Christ and you can be renewed in the knowledge of him who created you. And you can say, yeah, I'm coming back to my creator. I've been living with the basic principles of this world, the traditions of men. I've been trying to do it my way and look at me. You know, filthy language and all of this stuff that happens in our lives and the blasphemy and anger and wrath and malice. These are all opposite to what the Lord gives to a person. Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, right? All of these things the Lord gives to us. And it, look at this, right? In verse 11, so let me read verse 10 again. And you've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Again, what's Paul saying? It's not about all of these, it's not about your ethnicity. It's not about whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. It's not, you know, whether you've been circumcised or uncircumcised. In other words, your religion, you know, none of that kind of stuff. It's just about being all about Christ. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on, look, here's, so we, we took off, we put on the new man, right? And verse 12 tells us, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also, so you must also do. That speaks for itself, doesn't it? We see very plainly there how we are to live. But above all these, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. You see, love takes care of all the rest. 
Because if you love somebody, you're going to forgive them. Right? You're going to bear with them. Right? You're going to be kind toward them. You're going to be long-suffering, like it says there in verse 12, which is being patient. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, verse 15, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So here again, the word, the word of God, having that wisdom from the word of God, teaching and admonishing one another. It's kind of what I'm doing tonight here, just teaching and admonishing you and myself, right? We can have one another, in, it says in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's how we live our lives. We do it all in the name of the Lord, giving him the honor. Okay, and then he gives in, then he's going to talk about some things in the home, right? He says, wives, submit to your own husband as is fitting in the Lord. Now, of course, this is talking about a godly husband, right? This is talking about someone that's rooted and grounded in Christ themselves, right? Or at least that's the type of husband you should be to your wife. And look at verse 19, husbands, love your wife and do not be bitter toward them. Okay, so it's, it's a give and a take here. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Right, so you don't want to provoke your children to wrath. You don't want to tease them. You don't want to pick on them and things like that, make them angry. You need to train them up, right, in the way that they should go so that they have peace in their hearts. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Now for us today, we might work for an employer. All right, you know, for me, I have my own business. I, I work for my customers. And I want to work in a sincere way for them. I want to do what's right for them and we should do the same thing if we work a job right because we're really working as unto the lord you might have a boss who not very easy to get along with or whatever the case may be but just work as unto the lord let the lord take care of you and lead you and guide you and get you through these days of your life right and whatever you do do it heartily as unto the lord not to men that's what i was just saying there I got ahead of myself right do it as unto the Lord, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. That's who you serve. Is that who you serve? Have you done these things we've talked about tonight? That if, those two ifs we talked about, you died if you died with Christ and if you were raised with Christ? In other words, have you put off the old man? Have you put on the new man? Verse 25 says, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality, no partiality, right? There is a day coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You might not want to do it now, 
but you will do it someday. It's better to do it now because in that day, you're either going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, or we're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. So the key is knowing Christ, coming to the knowledge of him and knowing him and loving him and serving him and putting his will above all else. So thank you for watching and thank you for listening. For those of you that will hear the audio version of this, uh, appreciate you all being here. Does anybody, yeah, does anybody have any questions in regards to what we talked about tonight? I'll kind of kill some time here just to see if anybody pops in to bring up any questions. I got a notification over here. Matter of fact, I'll take a moment to look, see what this notification was about. Okay, we're good there. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer for tonight. And again, thank you all for watching, but um, and then I'll check the comments after I pray. Lord God, thank you for your goodness, Lord, your love. Thank you that you are constantly reaching out to us, constantly willing to forgive. You desire that, that all would come to you, Lord, that none would perish. And that's why, Father, you gave your only begotten Son, that whomsoever would believe on him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And from, from what we read tonight, Lord, we also see that there's far more to it, Lord, that we can become new, that we can have peace, that we can have joy, that we can put on the new man, that we can be born again. There's a new beginning, a fresh start, Lord, awaiting those that would just commit their way to you. So I pray for all those that are hearing my voice right now, Lord, that they would consider these things, that they would open the Bible themselves and read these things for themselves, and that they would seek you with all their heart, Lord, and grow in the grace and in the knowledge of you. Thank you for allowing us this time together. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Kevin, have a great week. You too, you too, meaning you, Penny, T-W-O. David, waving in. David, thanks for joining us. But uh, we will see you all next time. I'm not, uh, not sure when that next time will be as far as a Wednesday Night Live goes. Um, hopefully it'll be the next Wednesday, but we'll see what the Lord's will is in, in that. But um, good night, Gwen. Thank you for being here, Jay, Becky, Pam. Um, Isaac, I know you said you're going to watch the replay. Um, we will talk to you soon. But God bless. Bye-bye now.